0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Finding Our Way, it's a Southridge member podcast and today I get to highlight a really great Nick's Jan Emerging Leader and if you don't already know her, I'm super happy to introduce you today to Ashley Enns. So Ashley and her family are a part of our Southridge community and the Glenridge location is home to them. Ashley, it's great to have you on here. Can you say hello to everyone. Hi everyone. Awesome. so why don't we begin? Can you share with us a little bit about about yourself, about your family? How long have you been married? Tell us about your kids. Um, maybe if you have any pets, give us a bit of a window into um, your story.
1: Sure. Um, I'm married to Aaron Entz. You might have heard him on the podcast before or seen him leading um, worship once in a while. Um, we've been married for seven years. Wow. Uh, Yeah, it's flown by. Okay. (laughs) We have three kids. Um, Levi, he's our oldest. He's in senior kindergarten. Um, We have Jace, who is three, and Sierra, who just turned two. Okay, so you're busy. Yes, we're very (laughs) busy. (laughs) And on top of that, do you also have, like, household pets and such? We don't yet. My kids keep asking, so I think I'm kind of waiting for the diaper stage to be done, and then maybe we'll Mm. take on another animal.
0: (laughs) Makes sense.
1: Yeah. (laughs) My kids are 21, 19, and 13, and they're
0: still asking, and we haven't really caved yet, so... (laughs) <laughs> Who knows?
1: And what do you what do you all like to do for fun? Um, I love reading. This year, mm-hmm. I've been keeping track of my books, and I've read fifty five books so far this year. Wow! So that's what I spend a lot of time doing. Um, amazing! But together as a family, we've been doing a lot of camping which everyone loves it's a lot of work but we always love it once we're out there yep and um yeah I like to draw and I like to paint once in a while and my husband and I are also renovating our house so that takes some of our time but we love doing that together too
0: oh that's amazing yeah um Ashley, you know that I um, follow you on Instagram, and so I often see your camping photos, and our family is a big camping family, so I, I always love following your journeys and just the kind of memories that you're making with your kids. Really cool. Yeah. Um, how has it been for you parenting through this pandemic?
1: It has been really hard. Well, at first, it, it was especially hard. Um just trying to make the best decisions on behalf of my kids, I often find hmm. overwhelming. So hmm. when there's so much unknown about what's going on and then deciding, do we do school? Do we not? Do we visit other people? Do we not? It it felt like a lot of stress to make on behalf of other people. Yeah. Um. But I think just time has allowed us to adjust to it and figure out what works best for us and um yeah we're just trying to be flexible and and learning sure. and open minded with what's going on
0: yeah 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 that's well said i think all of us are learning to hold things loosely
1: yeah
0: and and be flexible that's good what um What's been bringing you joy and sustaining you during this this interesting season of life with um, navigating a global pandemic?
1: Um, I think camping was a big one for us hmm. this summer, and so now that the weather is starting to change, I'm I'm a little bit dreading the winter months. Sure, to be more stuck inside and not have Anything to do or escape to, Um, right? So we'll see. (laughs) You have your home renovations, I guess, to keep you busy. Yeah, (laughs) which I don't know if that's a good busy or not a good busy. (laughs) Might Uh, (laughs) can't escape the renovations either.
0: (laughs) Well, that's true. That's true. Okay, I want to circle back to the number of books you read. So you said how many? Fifty, fifty-five. Yeah. And is that a typical amount of books that you would read in a year or is that different given the kind of year we're having?
1: I think it's definitely the most I have ever read in a year. That's I've never really kept fun. track before, but this, yeah, it's been the most that I've read. I, I kind of, I, I've always loved reading, but then through having really young kids, I kind of put that aside and just didn't have the energy to think about it or... I just lost touch with how much I loved it. And this year I started picking it up again. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to keep track and see what I read. And I've just fallen in love with reading again. Oh, that's beautiful. What have some of your favorite books been? Um, That's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I read, um, well, right now I'm reading a book called Nice. And the Mm. subtitle is Why We Love to Be Liked and How God Calls Us to More. And I'm finding that like mind-blowing to me. Mm. Um, I'm totally, I would always describe myself as a nice girl. And now reading this, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to use that word to describe myself because God doesn't call us to be nice. Um, There are other adjectives that are, we are called to be like loving and kind and And I want to drive towards those. And so it's just totally been blowing my mind and how I um, think about myself and how I want to myself to be described. Sure. Yeah, it's been really good. I'm not done it yet, but so far, it's really good. Oh, that's amazing.
0: Very cool. And um, for those who are listening today and, and don't know you super well, can you share a little bit about your background, where you grew
1: up? maybe what you studied in school. Um, yeah. So I moved to St. Catharines from a really small town called Emo when I was in third grade. And wow, Where's Emo? It's like up north, um, kind of near Thunder Bay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Kind of in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, so we moved here. That was in the year 2000. Okay. So um, since then, we, as a family, we were looking for a church, and we joined Southridge, which was then Fairview Low. Yeah. So I've been around since then, and um, I grew up here. I went to Niagara College for graphic design, and. yeah, and I met Aaron at um, Mission 360, which is a like local missions trip we Southridge used to do for um, for the current. And okay. Aaron was worship leading at it and I was a current leader at the time. And so that's how we met and he asked me out on a date and four months later we were engaged and four wow. months later we were married and here we are. <laughs> Oh, I did not know that. That's amazing. So is Aaron also from Niagara? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah He grew up in St.
0: Catharines. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, you said that your family started attending um, what was Fibula, you said in 2000? Yeah. Okay, so my family started in 2001, just after you. And I'll never forget, once we moved to uh, the Glenridge location, um your mom was a preschool teacher then and my daughter Eva was in her class and your mom was like Eva's absolute favorite. Oh, yeah. Is. Yeah, that was really special for us back in those days. Um what's it been like for you growing up essentially at Southridge since you were you said in grade 3? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So what's it what's it been like growing up here?
1: Um it's been I guess it's kind of been like full circle. Like I went through all the kids and then youth programs. I've seen all of the changes happen. Um, I've been through many different um, youth leaders um, and even youth pastors. And so I've experienced, um, yeah, lots of changes and growth in the church. And it's pretty cool to see how far I think we've come. And now I have kids. I mean, they're only in, um, just starting MNS with yep. senior kindergarten, but now I have kids kind of moving into the same programs that I would have started in at the church. So it's pretty cool to now be experience the parenting end of the programs instead of the kid side of it. Wow, yeah, That's so cool.
0: Oh, I love that. And over the years, what have you most appreciated about Southridge?
1: I think for me, it's always been a space that I felt comfortable in. Yeah. I, It felt like a second home and like, especially moving in. I, I think as a kid, you often feel at home in your church, but then it can start to feel awkward in maybe the teenage years. But I... I always had, a. I had a really amazing youth leader and I just, yeah. I loved coming out to youth and it was really small at the time, but, but I loved it. I looked forward to it every week and that just grew into me leading um, Riot and then Current and yeah, it just always felt like home and like hmm. a I wanted to um, grow in and and help grow. Oh, that's so
0: beautiful. And so, Ashley, right now, you are a Riot small group leader, right? Yes. Okay, so Riot is our um, our program for middle school kids, for kids in grades 6, 7, and 8.
1: And how long have you been leading in Riot? I – well, this time, I this is my second year – but I started leading Riot when I was still in the current, which mm-hmm. is our high school program. So when I was in grade 12, I started with a group of grade 6 girls. Okay. Um, and I led – I went through Riot with them, and then I went through the current program with them. So I got to to uh, lead them from grade 6 to grade 12, Oh, so you moved up with them. We Moved up with them. Um, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it was really cool. So I got to see them graduate. And then Erin and I were married at the time. So we stayed and did youth together for two years. And then we started having kids. So I stepped back for three years. And then last year is just when I came back. So I'm starting again with another group of girls. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: And so these days, Riot is is meeting biweekly, um, and it's changed a little bit because of all the protocols around COVID, and so some of you might know that right now, Riot is actually happening outside in four different locations, and um, you host the Riot Girls in your backyard, right? Yes. So give us a window into that. What is, what is that like? How do you prepare for that? Yeah. Um, give us a bit of a snapshot into what a, a Thursday night in your backyard would look like for Riot.
1: Yeah. So at first, when Keith was reaching out and saying, like, where can this be hosted? I, I didn't even think of my house. Mm. <laughs> but oh, there'll be someone else who has, you know, a bigger yard or um, a more more fun things to do in their backyard. It's, it's not me who, who has to do this. And then And then I suddenly thought, well, why not me? We've worked Hmm. hard on this house. We've worked hard on our backyard. And the whole reason for that is because we want to practice um, hospitality and we want to show our kids what um, hospitality looks like. And this is the perfect way, I think, in this um, COVID world we're living in to show our kids and to be hospitable, um, to have them in our backyard. So... We um yeah every other Thursday we meet in our backyard and I'm sure the neighbors know what's going on because <laughs> of shrieking and laughter and music and it's just a lot of fun it's yeah it, it's fun to just see all the energy in our yard and just the smiles and yeah, I love it. It's I'm so glad we can be here, and I'm I'm glad my kids can see it. They always look like mm-hmm. the girls coming over, and I bet good night to them. It, they it, they often shed a few tears because they don't want to go to bed when the girls are here. And <laughs> it's just it's been awesome.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I can totally like you painted a very uh, compelling picture of what that must feel like. <laughs> that's um, that's really cool. And then I know that right now um, we're trying a bit of an experiment where we are actually um, hosting Riot on a Sunday morning over Zoom. And we've had a few weeks of that. What's that been like um, with your Riots, um, with your Riot kids?
1: Well, how's that going essentially? Zoom is a really tricky thing, as I'm sure many people know. <laughs> so now, imagine yes. being on a Zoom call with like 30 <laughs> grade six, seven, eight kids, and it is very special. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's really good because um, we go on with the intention of we join in with the worship and the first part of the service. And then, depending on how much time we have, Um, we'll either watch the sermon or we'll, um, I mean, we'll discuss what's been going on or we will watch some of the riot videos that we have. Yep. And, um, yeah, it's been really good. We, the first part we do all together. And then when we, when it's time to discuss what's been happening, we break off into our small groups. So then I just have the girls and we just catch up Mm -hmm. and it's nice to have that intention of, um talking about what the church is talking about and learning new, um, worship practices together. And, and like last week we did soap together and, and practice as a group and then discussed it. So it's really nice to have the intention, um, of that beyond just the fun, exciting nights that we have together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's great. And I'm thinking about, about this small group of girls that you're leading right now. Like, what is it been like to lead this group of girls through a pandemic
1: um it's been um it's just been a lot of listening I think and and it's Mm. not even that they would say that they're overwhelmed or that it's a little scary I think it's picking up on smaller cues um hmm and and it's been challenging because a lot of it um when the pandemic first started happening back in March and everything shut down it was all on Zoom so yeah. trying to pick up on how they're feeling um through a video chat is challenging and they're not going to necessarily come forward and say hey I'm this is scary to me or I'm overwhelmed um so it's been Uh, it's been a challenge to pick up on the Mm. rules. So, um, but it's nice now that we're together again, and it it brings a sense of um, normalcy to to the relationship again, being able to see each other face-to-face and actually talk um, how you're, ask how they're doing. And yeah, it just, it makes it a whole lot easier Sure, to speak face-to-face again. And, and I think it brings just some calmness to them too, to have this steady, normal yeah. experience of riot together that they can count on every other week. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. And I mean, you've started to, uh, to answer this question, but I wanted to ask you, knowing that in family ministry, we're inviting kids in age-appropriate ways into a lifestyle of inspiration, connection, and action – um what it, what has it been like for you to invite these these girls into that lifestyle? What does that look like in this particular year that we're having?
1: Um it's I think you just have to be more flexible and I mean we all do. We're all trying to figure out what this looks like now. Like um it's hard to say, "Oh, invite your friends" because there is a limited um, amount of space. It's hard to go step out and serve when the the opportunities just aren't the same right now, understandably so. Mm -hmm. Um, So this year for Christmas, um, I wanted to do something a little bit different. So I um, saw that Youth Unlimited, St. Catharines, was looking for some um, people to sponsor some young moms and their kids for Christmas time. Uh-huh. And I just thought the easiest way right now, especially during this season is we can get some gifts together for the, this young family that have probably been having a tougher year than I have and, or we yeah. have, and um we can uh, group together and, and just give them a Christmas to remember and that they know they're not lost in the chaos of COVID. And so it's, as much as I would love to say, let's go together and go shopping to the mall, and we'll pick all the <laughs> that can sure. so we just have people have brought brought gifts to my house um, I have an Amazon wish list on that some of them have, can shop from, and it'll be delivered to my house and so then I can bring the package um, all together over there. so we're trying to come up with creative ways to still um, serve others in this crazy time. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's amazing. I love that. That's really, really important, really um, meaningful for all of you and for the the families that you're going to impact. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just thinking about you as a leader and I'm thinking about people that might be listening and maybe they're wondering if leading in youth is the right fit for them. And I wanted to ask you, like, as a leader in Riot, in youth ministry, what has delighted you? What has challenged you? Um, how have you been changed as a result of, of serving in this ministry?
1: I, I probably couldn't even list the ways I've been changed because it's been such a vital part of my life through all the years. Mm. But so I know it's impacted me in so many ways. Um, I, I just love kids and I love teenagers. And um, I think it's such a fun age. And I can't personally can't wait for my kids to be that age. I Mm. something special to me about about that time in their lives. Um, But right now, I know, um, through the pandemic, it's been kind of crazy here. Um, Our Mm. family has been kind of stressed. There's been a lot going on. And, and I often think, uh, should I still be doing this? You know, I, hmm. going into it, I feel so stressed and I'm, I'm just, I feel like I'm not bringing my best self um, to riot or to the table. And, and then the event starts and, and it's just so easy to talk to these girls and, and to, to learn from them. And, and I always leave with a full cup,
0: even hmm. even
1: though I went into the situation thinking, Oh, maybe I should have said I can't do it this week. I, I always right. like feeling like, oh, I'm so glad I showed up.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. So I would just encourage people like um, to show up if you're interested. It's they are amazing kids, and all you have to do is have a listening ear and and be curious about their lives because um, yeah. they they're amazing. You can find out what makes them laugh and what they're passionate about and be curious about their potential and, and not only their potential, but like the gifts they already have. And they, they bring so much to our church community and to, um, the kingdom of God. And, and all we have to do is, is be there and it's, and we get to learn and hopefully they learn too, but it's, Uh. it's all you have to do is show up and it's, it's really amazing.
0: Oh, that's so good. Well, thank you so much for playing that role. Um, you know, I think of as a parent, I have a daughter who is also in that age group um, in Vineland, and parenting through middle school, parenting through high school, um, it's no small challenge. And so to have other adults who come alongside your kids and love your kids, invest in your kids, listen to your kids, model faith for them, pray for them, and invite them into a lifestyle of Inspiration, connection, action is just such an absolute gift to to parents and really to the overall church. So know that you're just playing a tremendous role. Um, I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about the future. Um, you know, you probably know that female empowerment and building confidence in young girls is very near and dear to my heart, and so. I wanted to ask you, like, what hopes and dreams do you have for the young girls that are growing up here at Southridge as you look to the future? How do you see them using um, their voice and growing in confidence, both now and in the years to come?
1: Um, I would hope, like, this is something that I'm still learning and working through, and I would hope they would learn sooner than I am, is that it's okay to take up space. My- I struggle with always being nice and mm-hmm. um, and then – and I think there's a space for that. There's a space to give other people the time to talk and to hear other people's opinions and to put others first. There's, there's always a space for that. But I think on the flip side, sometimes, especially girls um, – will just, okay, they shared their opinion. I don't need to share mine because it doesn't matter as much. And, Hmm. or, you know, they, even being asked to be on this podcast, I felt like, oh, wow. Like, why me? I don't, I don't have much to offer to bring forward. Hmm. And I just think um, if, if the young girls growing up just know that they have a space, that they must take up, that is their space and, and, and God calling them to that space. And they they can stand firm in that, that there is a place for their opinions and their gifts and their passions. Um, Mm. like that would just be amazing if they just grew up knowing that sooner than I'm still learning that.
0: (laughs) I'm still learning it too. I mean, what you just shared about, um, and, and I think it's unique to females this this tendency that we want to be nice. I was just thinking about what my friend and mentor Ellen Duffield has taught me that women often feel like they have to choose between being nice and being respected. Hmm. And um, I'm not sure I'm not sure exactly why that is. I'm sure it, it's too complex to wrap up in a few minutes. But yeah, what would it look like for this next generation of girls not to have to wrestle and to to choose? Always, you know, to to share their voice and, and not be afraid and, and to want to be respected more than they want to be liked. Yeah. Um yeah, that's that's quite something. How do you think um both for men and for women, how do you think the church might look different a generation from now?
1: Um, I'm hoping that we just continue to learn. Um, I feel like it's just, I feel like we're just scratching the surface of there's so much that we don't know and we don't understand. And all we can do is learn, learn from people who have been there already or walked a different path than we have. And um, Erin and I recently finished the Life in Action um, short term group together. Yeah. It, that was just an amazing experience. Um, it just scra- scratched the surface, like I said, of like, I it just overwhelmed me with, I have okay. so much to learn. Um, and I think if we just continue to approach new, scary, different things with what do I have to learn here? Um, mm. I think we'll be in good shape and just being open-minded and open-hearted to to hmm. what others have to say and what we can learn and that there's room for learning and there's room to adjust um, our opinions on what we may have thought we were firm on or what we thought we knew. There's room to make changes there and to, to grow. Right. Right.
0: It's okay to change our mind about things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good Wow. And as you think about, as you think about the future, as you think about the girls that you're leading um, yeah, I wanted to ask what would be your prayer for those girls um, or maybe what would be your prayer for our church? And maybe you've said it in in the question you just answered, but would there be anything over and above that, that you would really want to pray for um, our, our church, knowing the girls that are, are growing up in our midst?
1: Um, I think for praying for the youth, I think there's a lot going on right now and for everyone, but I think they're also, um, this is going to shape, I think, a lot of our kids' lives. Um,
0: like the pandemic?
1: Yes. Um, how they interact with each other and how they interact with people and, and how they approach even strangers because you just don't approach people Mm. (laughs) right now. And, and I just, I pray that this doesn't, um, create a trend in, in not having conversations with strangers and in not, um, learning Mm. more about our neighbors or, um, just, I hope this doesn't sure. affect how we interact with each other socially. So I would just pray that, that we can keep practicing and, um, how we interact with others, um, in a healthy, um, ways in ways Jesus would call us to, uh, despite mm-hmm. the pandemic and that, um, yeah, that we can continue learning how to, to do that well together. And especially for the youth and the kids.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I will absolutely join you in that prayer. Absolutely. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us today. This half hour has absolutely flown by and I didn't even get to ask you all of the questions that I had for you. And I know that you've carved out time of your day, time out of your day. I mean, when we started this, Ashley was telling me she's just put her daughter down for a nap. And so um, the fact that you have been willing to talk with us has just been such an absolute gift. I've personally been really inspired by your heart and by your story and by the way that you you love and invest in our um, our youth and in the generation that's growing up here at Southridge. And yeah, just incredibly grateful to have you and Aaron and your kids as a part of our our church family. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. We um, are so grateful to have you on here with us today and we will see you next week as we continue finding our way together. So take care everyone. Bye for now.